things are about to get real for BYU basketball. Dawson Baker behind the back to Spencer Johnson. Lobs it up. conference play starts Saturday and this is a one-hour special brought to you by Sinclair Oil the Big 12 conference preview with Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte on KSL News Radio good afternoon Cougar Nation and welcome on into a BYU basketball season preview in the Big 12 conference I'm Mitch Harper your BYU insider for KSL Sports joined as always by Matt Biamonte host of Cougar Sports Saturday every single weekend Noon to three, and also Cougar Nation coming back on Monday night, six to seven, here on your legacy home of the BYU Cougars. Today's special is brought to you by Sinclair Oil. And Matt, we've got a lot to get to as this BYU basketball team is off to an epic start. They're number 12 in the country, 12 and one, and they're getting ready for now their inaugural Big 12 season. So head coach Mark Pope is going to join us here on the program today. Exciting times for Cougar Hoops. Surprising times as well, I would add, Mitch. I don't know many people that saw this coming, but this team has been a a lot of fun to watch so far. And as you mentioned, with Big 12 play right around the corner, it's just about to get a whole lot more fun. It really is. And over this next hour, we will get you up to speed on everything that you need to know about this BYU basketball team and the Big 12 conference because this is so new. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably thinking, you know, football season's now kind of officially in the rearview mirror. What's going on with college basketball and BYU in particular? I get it. Like, I I understand there's a lot of fans that aren't, you know, grinding through a night with BYU and Bellarmine. I get it. It's okay. That's why we're here for you, because we did that, grinding through, watching BYU play. Kind of some some nobodies in non-conference, but I still think, Matt, as BYU comes out in non-conference play, 12-1, and and this team... They played some weak opposition. They had the 300th-ranked strength of schedule in non-conference. But they absolutely obliterated everyone that was a weak opponent. They just thumped them. There was never any close calls. There's something to be said about that because that's why a lot of these advanced analytics that got BYU, maybe number two, number three, they love BYU, the style of play that they're showing on the court. Their point differential leads the Big 12, Mitch, at nearly 29 points per game. So as you mentioned, they're blowing people out, and that's what you have to do against those opponents. Last year, they struggled to blow people out. You needed heroics from a freshman, Dallin Hall, in a few games to win games at home, whereas this year, they're just handling people with ease, and that is a good sign. Obviously, the the quality of opponents is going to go up dramatically in the Big 12, there's only one team with a losing record in the Big 12 right now. And there's, what, 11 of 14 teams that have double-digit wins up to this point. So the schedule is going to get a lot tougher, and we're going to break that down even further here in this one-hour special. But the fact that they handled their business the correct way, they're the top-scoring team in the Big 12 as well. So offensively, they're humming on all cylinders. That has been the key catalyst to why this team is number 12 because they're scoring a lot of points and they're beating people by a lot. You can go on kslsports.com and see a full breakdown of what we learned during non-conference play. If you're just getting up to speed on this BYU basketball team, one thing that you need to know and you will learn in a hurry is that this BYU team, they love to shoot the three-point ball. This team, Matt, you know, we know Mark Pope teams, when they're at their best, they love to shoot the three. Think back to that first year when they were the number one three-point shooting team in the country in that 2019-2020 year that was cut off by the COVID-19 pandemic. They haven't been as good 
up and uh, you know shooting the three ball until this season. They are the nation's number one three-point shooting team in terms of three-pointers made this year. They're knocking down nearly 13 a game, and they're jacking up more than 30 a game. It is a, it is a demand from this coaching staff. Cody Feger, the offensive coordinator for this team, he forces this group, you must put up 30 three-pointers a game. They're leaning into that identity, and honestly, Matt, I think it's going to work for BYU in the Big 12 to have that as their identity being that team that jacks up a lot of threes. Yeah, and, and it helps when you have multiple guys shooting over 40% from three on the year. Dallin Hall, in his second season as the starting point guard, he's over 40%. That's a big deal. Trevin Nell, back off injury. He missed all of last year. He's a great shooter. He's at 43%. Jackson Robinson above four, uh, 40% from three-point line as well. Noah Waterman doing his part. So when you have multiple guys, and that's what makes this team so interesting and so much fun to watch, is it's not like the Jimmer team. And I love that Jimmer team. I know you did too. But that team was so reliant on Jimmer. He had to carry them. And there was good supporting cast as well. Don't get me wrong. Jackson Robinson, Noah Hartsock, Brandon Davies, they had a good supporting cast. But they were really reliant on Jimmer for that to get the offense going. This particular group, you never know who's going to put in 20 points. It could be Noah Waterman one night. It's Jackson Robinson a lot of the time. Dallin Hall is capable. So the three-point shooting is the primary reason offensively they're doing as well as they have been. And I love that it's spread out amongst multiple players shooting at a high clip. BYU is one of only three programs in college basketball that can say they have at least nine players that for at least one game have had career highs of more than 20 points in a given game. So there's a lot of options on this BYU roster, and I think it's a pleasant surprise for many Cougar fans, and I think people around college basketball nationally, because last year's BYU team, they only won 19 games, and they struggled in the West Coast Conference. And I think naturally, if you're going to struggle in the West Coast Conference, a mid-major league, you can only imagine that the same personnel – is going to lead to underwhelming results in the nation's toughest conference. But Mark Pope made a concerted effort to have roster retention. They kept this core together. They added Ali Khalifa, six foot eleven big from Charlotte, who's fit a lot better than I think I expected when they signed him out of the transfer portal. They got Dawson Baker from UC Irvine, who really hasn't factored much due to a foot injury. But this team's got a lot of chemistry, Matt, and they – they were a lot of teams in the first two months of the season. It's kind of a filling out process. What BYU experienced last year with so many transfers, that's what a lot of programs are experiencing in college basketball where the Cougs, they just hit the ground running because they knew what they could do, and they had a summer foreign tour that really brought this group together. It feels like the chemistry that those first couple years under Mark Pope, it's back for this program once again. Do we dare, Mitch, utter the phrase best locker room in America? Again, that was, I mean, they were making t-shirts about that. And that seemed to go away, to your point, but it does feel like it's back. And I've also been impressed with this group, their ability to overcome adversity to this point. We, we, we've, this whole, have we even mentioned Fush Traore's name? No. Uh, coming into the season, Mitch, he was projected to be maybe the best player returning on the team. And he's had little impact due to an injury that he suffered in the Vegas tournament at the start of the season. And there's been other guys too. Dawson Baker slowly getting back into things. Dallin Hall, it was a slow start for him. So they have faced plenty of adversity and yet they were still able to beat San Diego State. They were still able to beat NC State and Arizona State in that Vegas tournament. Some of the better non-conference games that they were able to win. 
So this group is, is dare I say, battle-tested going into Big 12 play. Let's take our first time out on this BYU basketball in the Big 12 season preview show here on KSL News Radio. We'll be back on the other side to discuss the title contenders in the Big 12. Is BYU part of that group? We'll hit on that next. The Big 12 Basketball Conference Preview on KSL News Radio. Welcome back in to today's BYU Basketball Noon Special, getting you ready for conference play, which begins this upcoming Saturday as the Cougars will welcome the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Big 12 play is here, and Big 12 Basketball, Mitch. It is widely known as the most talented, the deepest league in college basketball of recent note. You and I growing up, it was what? The ACC, Duke, North Carolina, the Diaper Dandies, baby, the ACC. That's changed of recent years. And this particular year is another great year of Big 12 basketball. 11 of 14 teams with double-digit wins and only one team with a losing record This Big 12 play is going to be a major challenge, Mitch. It really will. And, and, you know, it's it's something that I think Cougar fans and I think this BYU basketball program has been dreaming of for decades to have a chance to be in a league where there are no landmines. You know, no longer is BYU going to navigate a conference and say, you know, this is a tough spot against Pepperdine, but – their, their metrics say they're the 200th-ranked team. So if you lose this game, you're completely out of the field of 68. No game in this Big 12 schedule is a bad loss. And what a luxury that is for BYU where if you can win any game, and they're going to win games, believe me, but if you can get wins on the road, it is a huge success story, something that has been lacking, for quite frankly, that Cougar fans have just not had the thrill of saying, you know what, you went into a big hostile environment and got a road win. Yes, the kennel was one thing, but that's every night now in the Big 12 Conference, and that's what's so special about BYU being in the nation's toughest conference. Eight of the last ten years, the Ken Palm metrics have ranked the Big 12 as the number one conference in college basketball, and it's not slowing down as BYU joins. Houston joins. UCF, you know, kind of a filling out process as to who they're going to be in the Big 12, but still 9-3 and three heading into conference play. And Cincinnati's got great basketball history, and they're going to be tipping things off against BYU this Saturday night in the Marriott Center. So it's a deep, it's loaded league. Still one more year with Texas and Oklahoma, but at the top of it, it remains kind of the gold standard, the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, they're going to be challenged, and it took a lot last year for them to win the title. They lost five games in league play, but this league, kind of like the WCC was with Gonzaga, Big 12 play runs through Lawrence and the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, it does, and Hunter Dickinson's having a great year, leads the conference in rebounding, but as you've noted a few times on Cougar Sports Saturday, shameless plug for that show, every Saturday noon to 3 right here in your legacy home of the BYU Cougars, KSL News Radio, They're not very deep. Uh, There's tremendous talent across this Big 12, Mitch. When I'm looking at all of the teams, I don't know. Is there a team deeper than BYU? They don't have the top-end talent that Houston does, that Kansas does, that Baylor does, but they do have a really experienced and deep group. And I wonder if that will serve the Cougars well as a potential contender uh, because they can withstand, as they've proven, injuries to key players because of that depth. I think the deepest team in the league is probably Baylor because you look at the top of their roster and they have, you know, two potential lottery picks in a pair of freshmen in Jacoby Walter and Yves Messi. 
And then you got Ray J. Dennis, a transfer at guard from Toledo. Baylor's got national championship pedigree with Scott Drew as the head coach. They won the title a couple years back when they took down Gonzaga in Indianapolis. Baylor's going to be a stiff challenge. And next Tuesday, BYU's going to face Baylor in Waco. So that's going to be a heck of a challenge. So I would say they're probably the deepest team. But, yeah, BYU's kind of next in line because – you just don't know who you're going to attack with BYU. You know, you, you might have your first three guys on a scouting report to attack BYU, but then you're like, the fourth, fifth, sixth guy, they could pop off for 15, 20 points, and you go, man, th- this is a kind of pick-your-poison team. I think the biggest question, though, with BYU, Matt, is just I think Cougar fans are struggling to comprehend that BYU is going to succeed nightly against teams like Baylor, against teams like Houston and Kansas, because for so long, you know, it's just BYU has never, you know, on a nightly basis contended against these type of teams. But I, I really feel, Matt, that BYU being in an environment where every single night they're being tested on a, on a national stage, I think that's just going to naturally elevate this program. It already has, in my opinion. And, and I just, I'm so fascinated to see these battles and these venues that BYU is going to step into. It's just going to be so much fun to watch this Big 12 conference unfold this season. It's going to be a lot of fun because you look at what teams have done in on-conference play. There's a lot of contenders like Houston. They're, they're in the mix for sure to win the Big 12. We already talked about Kansas and Baylor. Iowa State having another great year. Cincinnati's been playing well. Texas is playing well. So this league, it's it's wide open, to your point. It does go through Kansas, but I haven't seen this Kansas team just completely look head and shoulders above everyone yeah. else. I feel like the Big 12 this year is is open to a lot of teams, and I'm not ready to put BYU in that group with Houston, Baylor, Texas, but BYU, if they can shoot the ball that they as well as they've been shooting it, I think they've got a chance to surprise some people. Maybe not to the tune of winning the Big 12 in their first year, but... This league is – it is wide open. I, I don't believe Kansas or Baylor is just head and shoulders above the rest. I think that maybe this is the year that someone could surprise and win the Big 12. Today's show is brought to you by Sinclair. Save up to 20 cents with DinoPay. Proud sponsor today's BYU basketball in the Big 12, Sinclair Oil. Coming up next, the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope. He's tasked with the challenge of leading BYU basketball in its first year in the Big 12. Good luck, Mark Pope. We're going to talk to him next here on KSL News Radio. Things are about to get real for BYU basketball. Dawson Baker behind the back to Spencer Johnson. Lobs it up. conference play starts Saturday and this is a one-hour special brought to you by Sinclair Oil the Big 12 conference preview with Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte on KSL News Radio welcome back into the BYU basketball in the Big 12 season preview show sponsored by Sinclair Oil Mitch Harper Matt Biamonte here on KSL News Radio with you all the action of Cougar Hoops can be heard right here on your legacy home of the Cougars, and it's a new era of Cougar hoops, the Big 12. Joining us now is the head coach of the 12-1 and and 12th-ranked Cougars who are set to tip off their inaugural Big 12 schedule this week. It's head coach Mark Pope, and coach, your squad's number one nationally in scoring margin. Should we just expect that over the next 18 games in Big 12 play, you're going to keep up with that pace? I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> Was your team tested enough in non-conference, you feel? Yeah, I think I think we kind of got out of what non-conference we wanted. Which is, you know, we wanted to kind of have a chance to learn ourselves, to like grow into an identity, um, to play some 
some tough games. And I'm really, really pleased with where our guys are right now. There's no way to simulate the Big 12 uh, conference season in the non-conference. And why would you want to anyway, right? And so, um, I, I, you know, we, we, we did some pretty in-depth studies on team in the Big 12, you know, over the last five years, their non-conference scheduling approach, how they did it, uh, what they were looking for, where they were, had a billion conversations. And, and um, I like where we are. You know, I think we're as prepared as we can be uh, to walk into the Big 12 without uh, being in the Big 12. And so um, we're excited to get going. Your team does so many things well. Uh, bench points is great. You're defending the three-point line. You're shooting a lot of threes, making a lot of threes. Your assist-to-turnover ratio is great. What area of the game are you most happy with up to this point of the season? Well, statistically, I, I, you know, I love where we've been assist-to-turnover. And, um, and it, I, I love it, um, you know, with our schedule and, and regardless of our schedule also. Um, there's been so many games where – the game can get loose at some moments um, just because of the tenor of the game and our guys have kind of stayed dialed in. I'm really proud of that. It just is a, it's a, it's, it's, it's become a real priority for us. We're going to be challenged in a new way as we move into league play in terms of assist turnout ratio, but, but that's been, you know, it was a place, an area where we really struggled last year, uh, mostly a sign of our youth. Right. Um, and so, it's it's a place where we've become way more proficient, and it's it's been a, a major key to the success that we've had so far. And I'd I'd love to, um, I'd love to really really keep honoring uh, our attention to those numbers. Mark Pope's our guest here on KSL News Radio. Mark, you, do you feel like you you noted last year this was going to be a long game? Do you feel like you're ahead of schedule in the long game of your kind of grand vision of what this program can be in this Big Twelve? Um. I don't know if we're ahead of schedule. You know, it's, um, I think as you're trying to grow something, um, you know, growth is usually in fits and starts. And so I think as you're trying to grow something. Um, sometimes you, you, it's hard to predict exactly when you're going to make little jumps and how things are going to work. Um, and you're just kind of staying focused on the end goal, right? The, the, of where you're trying to get. And so, um, I think we're really confident that we're going to get there. We'll see how long it takes us. I think we're really confident with some of the ingredients along the way. Like we know we're going to be punched in the face. That's the nature of the Big 12. We know there was going to be moments as we go through this conference season where it's like, you know, things feel like a disaster and they're not working. That's part of the nature of being in the most competitive league and in, in probably all of college sports. Um and so we, we kind of know some of the things that are baked and we know we're gonna have some big wins and some really great successes. Um, it's the, the, what we don't know is kind of the timing of it, right? Of, of how, how long this growth is going to take. I do like the fact that we have some years built in here to keep growing. Um, but I love where our guys are and most, you know, we talk about the stats. The thing that I like most about our guys right now is I think our guys have a, have a solid feel for who we're trying to beat. I know I keep saying that we can break down the specifics specifics of what that means, but that's really important um, because when you get punched in the face, you need, you need to know like how to, how to get back up and where's your focus going to be as you kind of, you know, I'm not a boxer, although I would have been incredible. That's a joke. I would not have been, but um, that reach, but, 
I know you get punched in the face and, and you get a little disoriented and kind of like, where do you hold on to? Like, what do you hold on to? And, and I think having an identity for what you're aspiring to be and really, really feeling and knowing what that feels like and looks like is super important. It's going to be important for us to be resilient. It's one of the most important keys to having resilience is understanding who you are and how you react. It's a big reason why we kind of made this a multi-year project was so we could come into this league knowing ourselves a little bit better than just two months in the bank, right? And so, um, you know, that's going to be key for us here. And 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 so I don't know if that's ahead of schedule, but but I, I do feel like um, we're as prepared as we can be going to this league. And now let's go see what happens. There's no doubt this team has been resilient with all the injuries you guys have overcome up to this point. Uh, none more important maybe than Foos. Atiki played great in the last game against Wyoming. What have you seen from him this year? How has he evolved his game over the years to be someone that you can rely upon? Well, it's been fun to watch Atiki's progress. You know, he played very little basketball before he got here to the States. In fact, you know, he was in Canada uh, at a prep school, but didn't get to play because of COVID. They literally had no game. So we, you talk about a guy that was really coming in raw. Um, but, you know, over the last two years, it's been really fun to watch him go from having really no concept of of defensive positioning or defensive rotations or defensive terminology. And over the last two years, he's grown so much in that area where I have a ton of confidence and he has a ton of confidence. He knows where to be, when there be there, how to be there and what to do there. And um, then, then most recently this season, uh, it's been really fun to watch his growth um, on the offensive end, especially his patience with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, that that's what's really stood out the last several weeks is just that he is, um, you know, whether it's an offensive rebound or working out of a flow or a wide or a trail uh, from the top of the key or or getting a post catch, um, his, his patience once the ball's in his hands has been really extraordinary. His decision-making has taken a massive jump, and it's been fun to watch him just digest the the information that you have to take in in real time in the game and be able to execute better it has been a lot of fun to see all these players like atiki take take these jumps on this byu team there's so many options nine different guys have scored at least 20 points in a game at least once in their college careers i'm curious though mark how critical is it in the big 12 to have guys that could be you know maybe have nba futures nba caliber players in this league because you look at like baylor and kansas they're gonna have maybe some lottery picks this year how critical is it if you're going to be in the upper half of the league to have guys that are maybe bona fide NBA players? We're about to find out, gentlemen. We're about to find out. I think I think that's an important piece. Um, I, I do think this is a team game, um, and 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 we're betting on the fact that we're going to find some ways to compete. We've gotten really hyperbolic uh, with our style of play, and we're going to try and hold on to that. And 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 we believe that that's going to give us uh, a chance to to compete um, with who we are. We also feel like we have really good players. Um, you know, we have we have some guys that are gonna have long, long futures in this game um, as they continue to grow and get better. Um, and so it's gonna be a combination of those two things of having great players, which I, I believe we do, and, and also being able to approach this game a little bit differently, um, be a little bit on the fringe in terms of, of our, our play stylistically and see if we can uh, steal some games that way also. Just just to follow up on that, there's been some buzz nationally about Jackson Robinson as maybe an NBA guy. Do, do you buy that? Do you think Jackson could you know be an NBA player for in the future? 
Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, you think about, uh, you know, when you when you just look at Jackson, you know, you see the, this guy that's six six seven two. Um, that that's those are NBA dimensions without a doubt, and um, his skill level, like his ability to handle the ball um, and make plays, and clearly, you know, he's an elite level shooter that's just growing into that as he becomes more and more confident, um, and he still has so much untapped potential in terms of. You know, he could have um, a, a like game altering impact on the game on the defensive end. He's still trying to learn that part of it. You know, we, we've 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 been at, had it some some opportunities to slide him into the point guard position. Um, not a lot, but we've had some and I think he's got a future there. Um, you know, he's got a huge upside and, it, you know, clearly has made a big jump. Probably the, the biggest jump that he's made over the offseason, even though he works so hard on his game was. Uh, building relationship with guys on his team, which we don't talk about all the time when you when you when you're trying to evaluate a guy to 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 go play at the next at the highest level, but it's ridiculously important. And the guys that make decisions value that. And um, so, yeah, for sure, I think um, that's something he aspires to. And certainly, he's going to be in the in the ball game to to have a chance to do that. He just has got to keep going every single day, just like all of us do. Jackson is is a, a lot like many players on your team that have accepted roles and maybe sacrificed a little bit for the better part of the team. Uh, we talked to Spencer Johnson last week, and he just echoed how impressive the unselfishness of this group has been up to this point. What is it about this particular team that has helped them become so unselfish? Well, two things. One, they, they love each other. Uh, they're trying to play for each other. And two, they understand like the stars um, in this game, guys that have a chance to play at the most elite level, um, they they usually have a chance to do it because they're about a team, right? Because teams win at the end of the day. It's interesting. Um, I'll never forget uh, Yoli Childs when he was when he was leaving to to become a pro. Uh, I had a really fun conversation with the front office of the Indiana Pacers that, you know, that people call and try and do background on the guys. And their first question is like, we know Yoli, we know what he can do. We've had him in for workouts. We love the whole thing. The one question we have is, is he a guy that we could play 15 minutes one night, 20 minutes the ne- next night, have DNPs for five straight games and come back on game eight and be great playing 20 minutes? Because that's the life in that league. That that's how you become a star in that league, right? And um, and that's why Jackson Robinson is another reason why he's built for that league. There's a ton of guys in college basketball that go be great players starting games. That's not going to translate for 99.9 percent of the players that are actually good enough to go and play in the league. They're not going to start. They're going to f- play a role. And so the fact that Jackson Robinson is proving to the whole world that he can do that at an elite level right now, come off the bench and actually change the tenor of games every single night, that's actually a selling point for the next level. And our guys understand things like that. We have guys that are really wise about this game. We have guys that understand that, you know, it's not going to be scoring 20 points that actually gives you a chance to play at the next level. It's going to be becoming great basketball players. And our guys have really embraced that. Um, and they love each other. They're enjoying playing with each other. And this, our style of play kind of lends itself to, to volume of opportunity for a bunch of guys. And, and so you put all that stuff together. And so far, it's been a really good mix for our guys um, wanting to compete together and compete for each other. I think the other thing our guys realize 
we need each other. You know, we don't have three dudes uh, on our roster that from their junior year in high school were slated to be lottery picks after their freshman year of college. This is not the DNA of our team. So we know we need each other. And that's actually fun, man. That makes this a rich experience. Um, when you, you know, when this is a bigger than just yourself, it makes it really beautiful. So hopefully those things will carry us through some of the adversity that we're sure to see in the Big 12 because every team sees that in the Big 12. Last thing for you, Mark, and we'll get you out on, on this thing. What are your expectations for this inaugural Big 12 season? I mean, I just think back to, what was it, Studio B at BYU Broadcasting in September 2021 where asking you questions. I felt like this moment was such a distant thought, and now it's here. What are your expectations going into this thing? I expect that we're going to learn a lot. I expect that we're going to be stretched to the point of barely being able to exist on the planet Earth. Um, you know, I have huge expectations for this. This is why you do it. Uh, you know, my expectations are this is going to feel like what it feels like when you go play at the most elite level um, available to you in college basketball. And that's where we're going. And um, that's what you live for as an athlete. It's what you live for as a coach. Um, you're not looking for easy. You're looking for the absolute most challenging, terrifying, daunting, scary road. Um, and that's what we got right now. And that's what we have is, is uh, BYU fans right now. And, and um, there's going to be a lot of pain and trials and turmoil that are associated with it. But, but listen, adversity is not, you know, a, a, a good life is not absent of adversity. A good life is full of adversity. That's what makes a life good. And, and that's what makes an athletic experience great. So we can't wait. Um, I feel like our guys have worked hard. I feel like we're prepared. I feel like we have an identity. And, and so it's time. It's the right time for us now to go take our first foray into this and start, start building on the next level. Can't wait to get there, guys. He's BYU head coach Mark Pope here on KSL News Radio, seeking win number 100 this Saturday night, 8 p.m. tip against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Mark, best of luck. Looking forward to covering it all, and we'll talk again soon. See you guys Saturday. Thanks, guys. And that's head coach Mark Pope. More BYU basketball in the Big 12 preview show with bold predictions next, right here on KSL News Radio. The Big 12 Basketball Conference Preview on KSL News Radio. Good stuff, as always, from the head man of BYU basketball, Mark Pope. If you missed any of that interview, we'll be sure to get that up on our podcast feed, Cougar Sports Saturday, and Mitch's Cougar Tracks as well, wherever you get podcasts. You can check out the show if you've missed any of it. BOU Basketball Cincinnati taking place the first Big 12 basketball game in the Marriott Center this Saturday night. Mitch, what bold predictions do you have for for this BOU basketball team in conference play? Anything come to mind? Absolutely, and I'm leaning in, Matt. BYU is going to get a top 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, which means one of the, you know, one, two, three, or four. And they're going to be in Salt Lake City in the first two rounds. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm speaking it into existence here. Maybe Woo! it's a case there. But I'm telling you, Matt, if BYU gets a top 16 seed, they're going to be in Salt Lake. They're going to be at the Delta Center. And I'm telling you, BYU fans will will this BYU team to the Sweet 16. Now, look, I, I'm getting carried away. I'm telling you. But I, I just, I really believe in this team. And, you know, I'll have my kind of projected end of season Big 12 rankings how I see the season playing out this year in the Big 12 I've got BYU finishing fourth and I think being fourth in the Big 12 that's warranting of a top 16 seed that's how good this conference is so that's my bold prediction for BYU this year what about you 
I'm going to say, and this isn't quite as bold as yours, but I think BYU, when the season is over and conference play is in the books, they will remain the top-scoring offense and the mm. top three-point shooting team in the Big 12. I know the challenge is steep in terms of quality of opponents. It's going to go way up, but I think BYU's scoring and shooting will continue. Look, the sample size to me, it's big enough. Like, you can either shoot it or you can't. It doesn't really matter who you're playing, in my opinion. I think this team will continue to score at a high rate and shoot the ball well and finish in the upper echelon of the Big 12. I love that. You know, and I just, I really believe in what Mark Pope is doing. And I'm kind of excited to see how this team plays out in in the Big 12 because, you know, there was a lot of scrutiny on him and kind of unknowns about should BYU just move on and do what they did in women's basketball where it was kind of, you know, a clean removal. Like, hey, Jeff Judkins kind of, you know, we'll we'll announce it as retirement, but please move on because we want a clean start in the Big 12. BYU maybe could have went that direction, but they didn't. And, you know, I think Mark Pope is a guy that – He's demanding. He wants to put BYU basketball in the Final Four one day. He's not shying away from that. You hear you know, his commentary just now. He wants to get this program to the highest stages because that's the space he's operated in. You know, He played at Kentucky, won a national title. He played in the NBA. This guy only knows the big time, and he wants to get BYU to the big time, and they can do it being in the Big 12 Conference. It's a long road to go, and this schedule coming up in January, Matt, I'm, I'm telling you, like Cougar fans – how excited is this? Now, there were times in the Mountain West when it was UNLV and San Diego State and and things were really humming during that time at the tail end of BYU's time in that league. But this Big 12, man, it is crazy. So you start things off on Saturday night in the Marriott Center against Cincinnati. Weird to think that's a conference game. Like, it just sounds strange still, but it's going to be awesome. And then next Tuesday, you go to Waco to face Baylor. And then the next Saturday, UCF. And then the next home game, Iowa State. Then Texas Tech on the road. Houston, maybe the nation's number one team coming in to Provo. And then Texas in Provo. Matt, that's the first month of the season in Big 12 play. And those last four games were three of the four at home, starting with Iowa State in the middle of the week and then ending with Texas on January 27th. That, to me, is the key stretch. If they can go 3-1 and one there, and I know that's asking a lot. Because Iowa State's an 11-win team up to this point. Houston and Texas are ranked. But Texas Tech on the road, to me, is one of the winnable road games that I see on the schedule. Can you split Houston and Texas? Like, if they can somehow go 3-1 and one in that four-game stretch, I'm going to be feeling like, hey, they are capable of being a top 16 seed in the tournament. That, to me, it is. It, there's some good teams in there, but you're at home for three of the four, and the one road game in there is winnable. That is an important stretch at the end of January. The fear is that you go to Baylor and you just get smacked around. Now, I hope it for BYU's sake it doesn't happen, but I I do think that there's that fear for Cougar fans that you go to a place like Baylor and just get dumped by 20 and go, does that negate all the goodwill that you built up? I, I don't think so because, again, there's going to be a game or two where you will lose big. It just happens in the Big 12, but the nice thing is that every game is a big game and, and it's just it's a it's kind of a resetting of the mind almost for Cougar fans about how to view college basketball because it's just a new approach compared to being in a mid-major conference it's gonna be so much fun Matt I know you and I we are going to cover this thing up and down throughout the BYU basketball season with Cougar Nation Monday nights six to seven we'll be taking your phone calls reacting to all the action 
throughout the BYU basketball season every single Monday. And then also Cougar Sports Saturday, noon to 3, here on your legacy home of the Cougars. And today's show is brought to you by Sinclair. Save up to 20 cents with Dino Pay. Appreciate Sinclair Oil sponsoring today's BYU basketball in the Big 12 season preview show. We'll talk to you on Saturday here on Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio.